Let's get right to David Dietz, Managing Principal and Senior Portfolio Strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. David Dietz, good to see you. Well, a lot of volatility. I'm trying to still squeeze out a gain for the week so we can still say for the month of October, stocks are higher, but it really was a claw your way uh, through it kind of week. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So we started the week with the best start to any quarter since 1938. And uh, um, I think we're up like five and a half percent. But we have drifted lower as I think that uh, the initial short covering was just a little bit too much. And of course, there was this eager anticipation for this jobs figure that did come out today. And it's being read, read as disappointing. But, you know, I think there's a little bit of an overreaction here. From my point of view, um, there is less job growth that we saw in August than we've seen generally in the first half of the year. Um, the unemployment rate did go down. People are fixated that. But you have to look at that participation. If less people show up to say they want a job, you're going to have a lower unemployment rate. And it was it did drop in the last month. And the fact of the matter is we're still one percent below where we were pre-pandemic. So we, you know, that's something the Federal Reserve really can't fix to get people off the sidelines. The analysts are now attributing part of it to women are slow to get back, and I think there's still bottlenecks in terms of childcare. I still think there's bottlenecks in terms of care for seniors and so forth. Until those get fixed, I'm not sure it matters what the Fed does, but that did hurt the optics in terms of having a lower unemployment rate. As a result, people keep thinking the Fed's going to be higher for longer, and that's not great for risk assets, not great for fixed income. Yeah, and I mean, wage wage growth is still a thing. While it did come down some year over year, it's still hot. I mean, every, most of the inflation prints are still hot. And you do have a relatively tight job market, to your point. And even though we've come down a little bit in certain things, uh, for example, the labor force participation rate, the truth of the matter is we still have a pretty big, a pretty tight market. Tell me about some of the names that you're picking, how you're going about picking stocks in this environment. Well, you know, one of the best things about this environment is you're seeing stocks on average down 20 to 25 percent. But there's a lot of stocks that are down 40, 50, 60, 70 percent. And a lot have fallen dramatically just since last spring. So one I want to bring to your attention here is Berkshire Hathaway. Now, Berkshire Hathaway is about as blue a blue chip you can get. But here's a stock that has dropped 21% since the end of March. So what has changed? It's still a treasure trove of blue chip assets. You've got their publicly traded portfolio highlighted by Apple. What's more blue chip than Apple? Of course, they also have Amex and Coca-Cola and a whole list of other stocks that have been around for decades, if not longer. And then, of course, you have all these operating companies, Burlington Northern. I mean, when you think trains and transportation, you got to start with Burlington Northern. You've got the insurance with Geico. Um, you've got, of course, uh, the utilities with the, the mid-American assets. So it's got some of the best assets. So is now the right time to get in, Nicole? So I'm going to take a cue from Greg Abel. Who is Greg Abel? He is the heir apparent to Warren Buffett when, hopefully it's a long time from now, but realistically he's well up there when he passes away. Greg Abel just dipped into his pocket to the tune of around $80 million and bought Berkshire Hathaway. He knew the whole world would be watching because of regulatory requirements. See, he's not going to buy at the wrong time. And guess what? I think before he's done, he's going to be putting in maybe half a billion dollars. And of course, 
he's starting, I think, where he thinks it's the right time. You know, you're down 21%. That's a little worse than the overall market, S&P 500. On top of that, of course, one of the, they're best known for their, um, their carry, you know, the, the uh, cash they have on the balance sheet from the insurance premiums before they paid out is well into over $100 billion. Well, before it was yielding nothing, right? Now, of course, with interest rates up, they're getting something on it. And you almost have a floor under the stock, Nicole, because they love to buy back stocks. So if that stock slips further, I think even the company will do what Greg Abel just did and start buying back more shares. Right, understood. So let's talk about um, the names that you haven't mentioned as much, right? When um, so the Berkshire Hathaway, I totally get. You had Ventus, Tyson, and Scott's Miracle Grow. These are all your picks, right? You think these all go higher in what? Twelve months, a year, or plus, or what? Absolutely. Let's take Scott's Miracle Grow. What does it do? Well, we all grew up watching that fertilizer be put on people's front yards. Scott's, it's the premium brand. It's been around for 150 years. Um, it got bid up onto the stilts to the sky during the pandemic because everyone said, oh, I'm going to stay at home. I may as well work on my yard. Um, since then, the stock is down about 82%. What's changed? Nothing, except now you can buy a stock that's going to earn about 10 times, it's trading at about 10 PE when it used to be about 35 PE. So it's far better value. But there's another little um, uh, little thing in their corporate uh, umbrella that's worth looking at is they are one of the largest supplier of cannabis growing equipment. Well, we've heard in the news that there's motions afoot from President Biden to relax restrictions on banking and so forth for the pot growing industry, which would lower costs dramatically. Um, sentiment still seems to be moving in the direction of more pot being available. And I think that's going to be another tail when four Scots will be able to provide the equipment and the hydroponics and so forth for that industry. Five Scots Miracle Grow, it was well over 200. Now it's about 40 bucks today. Yeah, David, it's always wonderful to see you. I'm glad you're with us because the market has been really frustrating for folks, particularly when they feel like they had a bear market rally again. But you noted, right, the start of this month was so good. It was the best start. Um, for the third quarter since 1938, you said, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think we're still going to end up 1.7% for the week. So, is the week is not a write off. And finally, the audience should look at Tyson Foods, it's the largest producer of chicken and beef. It's sure to earn about um, eight bucks this mm -hmm. year. The stock is oh. you know, trading at about eight times earnings. It's a classic brand. There's some headwinds because of the strong dollar is slowing their international growth opportunities. But I think yeah. at some point with dollar 22 year high, that could reverse uh, hold on or buy shares of Tyson for the long haul. Thank you, David Dietz. Nice to see you. Managing principal and senior portfolio strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. Thank you, David.